0: Welcome to the first episode with Fit with Lex. Today's episode is called Stop Stressing, and Start Pressin'. I will be discussing the ways that exercise can benefit our stress levels and just overall life. So I know as college students, um, we are pretty stressed out. <laughs> um, if you think about it, we are constantly in a state of stress and most of the time we combat that by either exercise Um, as I'd hope most of us are doing, and probably talking with our parents, talking to our friends, talking to a therapist, just reaching out and getting some form of support to combat that stress. Moving forward, I do want to mainly talk about what stress really is. I know we all have experience in some way, and if you haven't, I wish I was you. I truly do. Um, When we have stress, it's actually a uh, physiological stress response and the main response that is key to stress is our fight or flight response. So think about it when you are about to take an exam or you're about to go in front of the class and do a big presentation, your palms are sweaty, knees weak, just kidding, (laughs) Uh, your palms are sweating, your heart's racing, your blood pressure is probably increasing, and your nervous system is responding. This is your fight or flight response. Um, So some things that I'd like to focus on mainly is how you can use that stress we have in a positive or negative effect. And I mainly want to talk about in this podcast the way we can make our stress into positive stress. And the correct word for positive stress is actually eustress. It's good beneficial stress versus your distress. You don't want to be distressed. It's kind of like you're, you're folding and crumbling upon the stress. It's crushing you versus your eustress. We're using it for good beneficial stress and you're using it to your benefit. It's you versus you. So moving forward with our use stress it's all about control you want to feel in control of the stress so for example the more i feel in control of my situation the better the stress can be handled like social support if you're reaching out to your friends it's dampening that stress you have tangible support so with stress like i said i want to teach you guys how to use positive stress and how to turn that negative stress into something positive You have your primary and secondary stress responses. So basically what I mean by that is with primary, it's your first interpretation of a potential stressful situation. Like for example, you are on a walk and you see a coyote or something that looks like a coyote. You are kind of getting that sweaty feeling, your nervous system is kicking in and you're trying to identify, is this a threat in front of me? your secondary is you realize you can handle the situation so you can cope so you realize that it's not actually a coyote it's actually a dog and it's looking for its owner so you figured out okay I know how I can handle this you evaluated the situation and you became aware and you have a final outcome pretty simple Um, however some individuals don't have this kind of response the same way that you would hope. A lot of people just immediately go to primary and they just forget about secondary. They are stressed. They can't handle it. And this results turning into them having chronic stress, something that truly it can kill you. It's, it's in the research. Stress can kill you and it can cause so many other issues in your health life. Um, the other topic I do want to talk about with stress is your GAS, your general adaptation syndrome. Uh, this syndrome, which really shouldn't be a syndrome, um, it looks at the physiological changes with stress. So if you ever look at this graph, when you pull it up, the first phase of it, it's very baseline, like very calm, nothing's going on. You're, you're kind of relaxed. And then all of a sudden, this stressful situation happens and it peaks. It goes up to a high incline and you're trying to figure out what to do. You're trying to figure out if your, your fight or flight should activate or not. And then it activates, resulting you being in your resistance. Your resistance phase is having the fight or flight response and then dealing with it. So something happened and now you're dealing with the situation and in long term if you continue to be in the resistance phase your body will actually adapt to the stress and it starts surviving differently surviving differently meaning um it'll make your hands and feet the blood supply it won't be there anymore um sounds kind of scary but it'll be less so your hands and feet might be colder and your body will just start to get tired and start to break down um just like when you feel burnt out you can't think any, you can't think clearly. You're breathing harder. You're not sleeping anymore. You're not hanging out with friends anymore, and you're not doing the things that you used to do. You're burnt out. So similar with the stress, if you have too much stress, your body's going to start burning itself out. Um, the next phase is the exhaustion phase. So this is the result of prolonged or chronic stress. So like I said with the burnout, you're struggling for so long that you can't, your body just can't take it anymore and you are physically, emotional, and mentally drained to the point that your body can't fight it anymore, and you pretty much are just hopeless. Um, that's something that we do not want to be in, uh, if anything we want to stay in the alarm phase. That alarm phase is going to keep you up and down, it's going to keep you going, and it's a very short phase but it's extremely beneficial to help bring your stress up and down. So when you're trying to control your stress, you go up and down, up and down. The better you do that, the more likely you're able to handle more stress. Now, like I said in the beginning of the intro, I wanted to mainly focus on exercise and stress. So now that we have a little bit of a background, let's get right into the research. There's a research done by I'm gonna butcher his name, but it's like Rajetsky. It's R E J E S K I. Hopefully if you look this up, um you'll you'll know what it is, but <laughs> so the title of this article is The Acute Exercise with Buffering Physiosocial Stress Response in Women. So in this study there were forty-eight participants between the ages of twenty five to forty year old women who participated in two counterbalanced experimental conditions. So, one was an attention control, and then a 40-minute bout of exercise, of aerobic exercise, to be clear, at a 70% heart rate reserve. So, basically, the attention control and the aerobic uh, group followed up with a 30-minute of quiet rest, exposure to mental and interpersonal threats, and five minutes of recovery. And when I mean the interpersonal threat, like don't think they were being unethical here. They had them do some public speaking. So if you get stressed out by public speaking, I'm sure you understand how those women were feeling in this study. Um, so they did find that the self-reported distress was assembled before each dresser and upon completing of the recovery period, they prov- the results provided pretty clear evidence that exercise dampened the blood pressure reactivity to physiosocial stress compared with the attention placebo control. So the aerobic exercise group actually reduced both the frequency and the intensity of the anxiety-related thoughts that occurred in the participation of the interpersonal threat. So basically they're saying that these women who completed the exercise showed a really good improvement in their stress response when it came to performing the challenge. Another study that I had found done by Michael Barrick it is, should we be targeting exercise as a routine mental health intervention? And I just wanna give my opinion on this first. I think that from my own experience, I used to be uh, severely depressed and had extreme anxiety to the point that I actually developed a heart condition. And with exercise, I was actually able to get the mental and physical um, improvements just, they just overwhelmed me. And now it feels like I can't live without going on a walk or working out or just talking with a friend or even having a friend go to the gym with me. That's even better. Like that makes me extremely excited. I'm super happy. I don't have that same stress. And now when I do have a stressful response or I know that there's an exam coming up. I know that I can handle it because they have said in studies that with the use of exercise and those who are constantly at exercise and putting their body through stress of exercise, nothing else, that they are able to handle stress better. Um, So in this study that I was talking about earlier by Michael Barrick, They found that the data suggests that clinicians could profitably utilize interventions aimed at increasing physical activity, both in acute treatment and in ongoing lifestyle management for individuals with mood and anxiety disorders. This also has additional benefits in addition to the well-established broader health benefits that are widely accepted. So I'm not saying just a cold-cut turkey or medicines or anything like that, but that was my goal. My goal was to not have to worry about medication, and so I did all the all the way homeopathic, nutrition, exercise, and journaling, and I was able to completely change my life around, and a benefit with the exercise was I did lose up to 30 pounds, so I was pretty, you know, pat on the back for me, but I just believe that other people need to see that Even just a small amount of activity can benefit your life. Just 10 minutes on a walk in the morning or 10 minutes on a walk at night or if you have a long enough lunch break, go just take a little 10-minute walk around the park or around the building or something just to get your body moving because immediately when you start moving, your body goes into that stress response and it has to handle it. And like I said earlier, the more exercise or the more stress that is healthy, your e-stress, the better that your stress response will be to more distressful situations. So I'm going to end it here, guys. I will, um, I'll put the sites of the two articles I talked about, but I hope you guys give them a look and enjoyed this podcast. See ya!